Welcome to Straight Out of Savannah, Talking with Tammy, a podcast that showcases people you may not know who are choosing to use their gifts to inspire and move the planet. All right, looks like we are live. Woo. Let's take a quick quick photo, quick photo. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Got it. Got it. Okay. The only thing is I can hear my echo in my voice on Instagram because I'm both Zoom and Instagram so I can hear it, but that's okay. That's not going to bother me. I can hear it too, but I don't know what we can do. Maybe turn the volume down, but I don't want to do that because I want people to hear. That's what I was going to say. Will people hear us if we turn it down? Yeah, let me just turn it down a little bit, just a tiny bit. Okay. Okay. Is that better? Perfect. Okay. All right. Do you have Facebook up on your computer? No, I can do that now. No, no, don't put it up. Okay, don't? No, because then we'll have this echo on here. Okay. Let me make sure I don't have it up. I don't think so. Nope, don't have it. Oh, wait, yes, I do. Okay, there we go. Okay, better? Yes. Okay. Only thing is we can't see Facebook questions or nothing. So. That's okay. It's okay. I, I thought about it. I was like, I should have got my tablet because I could watch one of those on there, but it's okay. We're going to do this thing. You know what? We look so pretty. Me too, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I am so glad to be on here having this conversation with my beautiful sis, Latasha. It is such an amazing time. I, I am just so grateful to have her even in my life on any capacity because she is such a beautiful sweet spirit and I felt that when I first met her like what two years ago or something it's been a minute probably three or four years oh my goodness it's been a minute mm -hmm. yeah because I've been seeing your name for years and wanted to reach out but wasn't sure how right and that happens, especially in the online space, because, you know, you, you don't know. People are very strange and you don't know. And sometimes you, yeah, so we, we're not even going to go there. But we are talking about the healing power in sharing our story. Because Latasha and I have also both shared stories, you know, on our life. And we've both been very vulnerable in our shares. And we know that it is such a process when you write. And as a book coach, she's going to tell you how she helps people, you know, with that and in that process, because, you know, people think that just um, book coaching is about just just helping people to write. But she actually helps people to heal and to transform their life through writing. And I'm, I'm just so grateful that, you know, she's in my world. <laughs> and it's a blessing because you're a healer. Yeah. Straight up. You put hands on people. Yeah. Speak life over people. I do. You're just in the room 
and you're healing by being in the room. Yeah. So you're an answer to my prayer because although I love the tangible books, I'm a practical person. I love to have a product. Yes. But there's another side that I'm tapping into. Yes. Which is my spiritual side. Yeah. And you're helping me with that. Oh my God. That, that means so much to me because that is really why I'm here. And I, it took me a minute to step all the way into it because I had some fears. We are vibrating like a mother. I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> but um, I had some fears and I, I just was afraid to put myself out there even though I knew the gifts that I possessed. I knew because my grandmother had imparted these things into me as a young child. I mean, I've been laying hands on people since I was three years old. So I knew that it was something. And I ran from that call for decades, <laughs> ran. I mean, I've been to ministry school and everything, you know, but I ran from that call because I said, I'm not going to do it. You know? <laughs> I saw people say, oh, you, 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 you going to be a pastor. And no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but I didn't realize that, you know, this was the journey that I was supposed to take. And what I know is that everything that happens in your life is a part of your life. You know, it's like a development for you. It's like you're, you're going to school, you know, the school of life. And you use each and every part in the area that you're called to be in. And so that, to me, that's amazing, you know, because I think about you as a teacher of all those years, teaching the churn. And now you are doing what you want to do and what you love doing, you know, which is helping people to, you know, have their finished products, their books in their hand. And that is, to me, that's remarkable. I, I just, oh my God, I just love it. Love it. Thank you. You said cheering. Mm-hmm. The cheering. Man, I, I do miss the cheering. I do. <laughs> do you really? I'll be honest with you. The 20 years that I taught, I enjoyed talking to those young people. Yeah. And they listened to me. Yeah. Yeah. I was one of those teachers that they would bring their friends to come in at lunchtime. Miss Jimerson, let me tell you something about what they're going through. See, she has a boyfriend and da-da-da-da-da, all the tea. Yeah. Yeah. And it was okay because they trusted me. Yeah, because you were there to impart it to them. But I told them, though, if there's something that I have to report, I will report. Yeah, yeah. I'm not afraid to report. Right. right. But this is a safe space, and you can tell me what you need to tell me, because I'm going to be honest and vulnerable with you about my life. Right, right. And I will tell them, when I was dating in high school, and they walked away from that conversation like, Ms. Jimerson. <laughs> but they didn't judge me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, well, so the, we have that. And the thing is, you think about it, a lot of kids don't have anybody to talk to. A lot of kids won't even talk to their parents. Yes. You know, they, they, they're scared to talk to them or the parents, you know, are abusive in some way. I mean, you know, so they, they needed you so 
to me, I believe that God placed you there for that time and that season. You know, God said, you know, these kids need somebody, you know, and I, I can, I can relate to that because that's exactly how I did when I worked in nursing. I had people that said, you are an angel. And I knew I was because I knew that God would drop me in different places to work just to be there for some of those people that didn't have anybody and couldn't talk to anybody and nobody was listening to them. And some of the nurses, I mean, you know, I'm just going to say it. Some of them are so hateful. They didn't, you know, they couldn't talk to them. And so sometimes God would drop me in places. And I realized that because I worked so many different places. I never think I worked someplace 10 years one time. But I work different different uh, floors and different areas and all kinds of stuff. But that's about the longest. After that, I mean, I think I worked one place for six years, but I also did the same thing, floated around, did different things. But typically two years is my time. And I know when it comes to the end of it, it's the end of it, it's time for me to go. And I would tell them that because they would say, oh, we wish you don't leave. And I was like, uh, let me tell you. <laughs> This is not, you know, what I'm supposed to do. I said, I'm here, you know, as a gift to you because God sent me here. Yeah. I said, now, you know, when, when, when my assignment is over, then it's time for me to go. You know, <laughs> that's a sign of maturity when you know yes. it's time for you to get off the bus. Yes. yes. This is my stop. Yes. yes. <laughs> exactly. This is my stop. This <laughs> is where we pull the cord. <laughs> This is where we part ways. Yeah. It's hard to do that in relationships. Yes, it is. It's hard to do that with a job, with a career. Yes. With a business, with clients. Yes. Because you want to love on your client because you love your, you know, I don't know about you, but I love my clients. You know, I think that, you know, most of them are, are just sweet people and, you know, and so you are, you at this place where you're like, okay, well, you know, it's time for you to go. You know, it's almost like going to the next grade. Okay, you've already finished sixth grade or seventh grade or fifth grade or whatever grade it is. And now it's time for you to go, you know, to another place. Yes. And it's like, okay, yeah, all right. And and it's, it's difficult in the same way with like even friendships, I noticed. Mm-hmm. Because there are people that, you know, were in my life years ago that are not anymore. And it was just because, it was time. I mean, I, I was going a different direction. They were going a different direction and, you know, they couldn't maybe understand where I was going and I refused to have to be validated, you know, and, 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 you know, to me, it was some of the most difficult because I was like, man, I've been friends with this person for 15 years or whatever. And, you know, it was just time, time to make that, that change. And it can be difficult. Can be how did you how did you come up with that conversation or did you even talk about it did you just uh okay so for some I just didn't talk about it I just kind of just didn't <laughs> you know just didn't answer the phone when it called you know some of them I just blocked I was like I can't you know especially if it was an online thing but for people like like I had um a good friend that I was friends with and and then I realized later it really wasn't even like that. You know, I realized that in a lot of ways I was being used and I didn't see it, you know, because I love this person so much, you know, it was a friend person. And, and I just had to tell her, I said, you know, I I just can't do this anymore. 
I said, you know, I love you. I said, but I, you know, cause she started pushing my boundaries and, you know, different things. And it was crazy because it was after um, I met my husband and I felt like a jealousy or something. And I couldn't figure it out because I don't do jealousy at all. I'm not, a, I don't even, to me, that's not in a, that's not a vibration that I can be in. I've never been that way. You know, if you got something I want, I need to find out how you got it. You know, if you want to share that kind of thing, but I'm not, I don't have a jealousy, jealous bone in my body. And I couldn't understand because she had been with me through so much. You know, we had been friends for over a decade and she had been with me through my first divorce or well, my only divorce, yeah. but she'd been with me through my divorce. I was with her through hers. You know, we help each other with the, with our kids, you know, different times. I mean, just just close like that, like sisters. But when that thing, it's almost like I could feel a flip and I couldn't understand that because I'm so happy. And why wouldn't you, as my friend, be happy for me? You know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get that. I got a confession. You got a confession? Confession. Confession time. You, you said jealousy, so I got the tea. Mm-hmm. I got, put your pinky up, I got the tea. <laughs> you got the tea, sis. Uh, I got the tea, bro. If there's any bros on here, I got I got the tea Where for you. Christopher. <laughs> Hi, Christopher. How you doing? Oh, hilarious, Christopher. 4566, okay. So... Jealousy is one of the things I've been working on in myself. So I'm so glad that you have not dealt with that because that's why you and I click because you helped me develop in areas yeah. where I need to develop. Yeah. So I have always had daddy issues. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, deep. Yeah. Yeah. So every relationship I've ever been in romantically I have felt insecure. Wow. Okay. Because not only was I not raised with my father, he never raised me. But when it was time for us to communicate, when I started having children, he reached out. Gotcha. But whenever I reached out, he didn't have time. Yeah. And I always had a chip on my shoulder because he went and raised a whole nother family. Uh, I know that one. And I was just. Like over there. There. Yeah. So every time I had a boyfriend. And I felt the slightest bit. Like I wasn't the chosen one. I had a problem. Yeah. Well, you don't even realize that would affect you in that way, but I I'm, I can see it as you're talking about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Every time that little girl would bubble up inside of me. Yeah. Or having a little trigger. Mm -hmm. And I date good looking men. I know what you mean. Me too. So... I tell people I said I do a lot of things, but ugly ain't one of them. <laughs> I mean, I don't I have broke. Have, you know <laughs> I gotta have somebody. I gotta have somebody that matches my intelligence. 
Absolutely. Matches my beauty. Energy. Matches my energy. You got to bring it. Yeah, I agree. But here, here's what happens, though, with, with these good looking men. Uh-huh. They get a lot of attention. And so for me, it's always been an issue with, well, you spent a little bit too much time with her. Uh, what you looking at on your phone? I was that shit. Right. I had to deal with that in my last marriage. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand now how to take ownership of that and call it what it is. Yeah. Jealousy, insecurity. Yeah. Rooted in daddy issues. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. Have you resolved that for yourself? It's still being resolved now. Gotcha. <laughs> because I I'm, still, I'm still dating and I'm still talking to people about this issue. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I never had friend guys before, but now I do. Yeah. Yeah. Because now I understand you can have a friend guy. Yeah. 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 But I was raised being told, stay the hell away from the boys. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So I took heed to that. So I never had any friend guys until now. Yeah. I think that for me, I always, um, I think I always used to blur the line with that. Like I have a young man that we've been friends for a few decades, but we blurred the lines in there, but we, but we were friends. I mean, you know, even today, he's a a person, you know, I could call if I needed to talk to somebody or whatever, because he knows me from like high school. You know, yes. and that's almost 40 years. So it's like, you know, but but we blurred the lines, you know. And that happens. And yeah, you know, you know, we do it quite regularly. I mean, I would yeah, yeah. And I yeah. <laughs> it's a whole last thing, but it's one of those things to me, it was a growth process as well. But you know, when you talked about the daddy issues, I can relate because I felt like now I was raised by the father that raised me, married my mother and adopted me and all that. And I love him. And that's the one I call dad. Okay. If I talk about my daddy, that's what I'm talking about. The other one is uh, my biological and I have a relationship with him now, but um, I always felt like I was the outcast, you know, like I was an afterthought, you know, like, okay, he, he, he went and he had all these other kids. You know, mom, it was just me between him and my mother. Now, my mother had other kids and all that stuff, but that man treated me as if he birthed me. Yeah. You know, but my own was like, you know, and so I, I believe that it affected my relationship with my first husband because I hung on for so long because I didn't want, you know, my children to deal with the divorce aspect and all that, you know, because that was okay. another thing. I didn't. I was young when they divorced and I don't even know, to be honest, to this day, I don't know how old I was when they actually divorced because nobody talked to me. Yeah. Nobody said nothing, you know, whatever. It, it's almost like my mother just cut his ass out the, out the family portrait <laughs> and was like, you know, he gone, that kind of thing. And, and I, that's how I felt. And then, you know, like later on, it's, it's an issue that I actually had been resolving as well because I said, you know, I don't want to feel that way. I said, but what I did was I, I placed boundaries on myself because, you know, I'm nobody's fucking afterthought. 
And I just made up my that mind that, no, I, no, you know, I'm not that. I love you, but I'm not your afterthought. And I'm not going to be chasing after you because that was how I felt. Like, like I'm the one chasing after relationship, you know, with these people, but I'm not doing that no more. I was like, no, no boundaries, you know, but that was a growth process, you know, so I, I understand that. And, and you don't realize how it affects you until it does, you know, or until you start that healing process. Right. And, and also you said process. Your process could be 30 years. Oh my God, say that. So it, it ain't like tomorrow. Years. It's not like you decided you, you got the you got the memo and then all of a sudden, bang, it's changed. <laughs> it could be it could be 50 years, it could be five years, it can be three weeks. Yeah. Everybody's but process you, is different. You only know when you start bumping up against people. And you start feeling That's the triggers. That's what's messed up because you can destroy a lot of relationships because you didn't know that you were triggered. Yeah. So you didn't know you were hurt. You didn't know it was still there. It was deep. Like you said, have you resolved it? Oh, I just had a therapy session yesterday. (laughs) And that's a blessing. Yeah. I, I have two people that I go to for my mental health right now. That's a blessing. That are hired professional people. And then I have friends like you. I think that's a blessing just because, you know, typically in our culture, people don't embrace that. And we need to. Say that. Especially our culture because of all the damn, excuse me, all the trauma that we have gone through even in our generations because we are still dealing with that stuff. You know, we're still dealing with the middle passage. You know, we're still dealing with the fact that some of our own people sold us. You know, we're still dealing with all of those things and the things that we have to deal with on a day-to-day and a daily constant basis. You know, we're still dealing with, you know, dealing with the white privilege stuff. We're still dealing with all of that. So on top of that, these other things are like extra. You know, so I I truly believe that people need that. Personally, I went when I got divorced. I if I didn't, I think that I credit her for saving my life and saving me from going to prison because I was going to kill that man. That's how hurt I was. I was planning it, girl. I was trying to figure out how I could do it and get away with it. (laughs) But I went and talked to this girl. I think I had four or five sessions and that was enough for me. And that helped me to move past that. You know what I mean? But I, I, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly for that. And I, I wish that we would wake up as a culture and say, you know what? I need to go talk to somebody. There's nothing wrong with that. And it don't have to be your mama. Right. <laughs> yeah. You said jealousy. So that opened up another wound. Because it's the jealousy rooted in daddy issues. And I have a friend who her and I was hanging out for a year. And then I had to back it up. Not because of her, but because I was being triggered by her constantly talking about her new boyfriend. Yeah. I got jealous. Yeah. I felt that. Because you said, why is why not me, right? And I said, once again, 
I wasn't chosen. Right. Once again, she's happy. She's sharing. And then it also became, that was the only thing we were talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was her boyfriend. Yeah. And then when she asked me about my situation, it was like, it ain't quite as fun over here. Uh, be real. It's cool over here. So don't ask me about my situation. <laughs> That's how it became. So I said, you know what? I got an attitude problem. <laughs> Let me distance myself from her to protect her feelings. Yeah. Because I got an attitude problem and I need to deal with me right now. See, and that's mature if you think about it. Because a lot of people don't. Because like I said, you know, my friend didn't. She, I had to do that thing because I was like, you know, I would start feeling contracted in my stomach and stuff. And it was, you know, when I would just see see the the the, the message on the phone or her calling, I was like, I can't do this. You know, I can't do it. You know, and I was like, I I, I just can't because I don't understand it because I I don't come from that paradigm. You know what I mean? And I just I could I was like, how could she begrudge me my happiness when she knows what I went through? Yes. You know, she knows that. Can she that just be happy for me? Just be happy for me. But you know, I realize now that she probably had her own issues. Yes. And she and she actually dealt with some crazy stuff. And I was actually trying to help her with it. But to me, it was almost like she would get angry with me for trying to help her with that. That part. And I was like, oh no, see, I ain't got time for this. This him. No, 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 no. I am no. <laughs> Don't have time. Not gonna do it. Done. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> we talked about this. Um, one, two, three, four. I got like four girlfriends from high school. Oh, that's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. It's been one of them. I think I was twelve. I'm gonna turn this sound down because it's starting yeah. to really. Me too. I was like, I don't know what that's about because we don't okay. have Instagram on anywhere else. Okay. Maybe that's better. We were friends. We've been friends since she was 11 and I was 12. Oh, so about 30, 30 years or so, right? Over 30 years because I'm 47 and she's 46. Man, we are so tight right now. That's a blessing. I mean, we're on the phone. Girl, I love you. I love you. Every every phone call. Yeah. Voice clipping. Checking in. Checking in. However, it wasn't always like this. Yeah. So y'all stood the test of time. Because there were years, two, three, four years, when we were in relationships that were less than ideal. Yeah. And we didn't want each other to see the bullshit we were putting up with. Yeah, yeah. So we were not connecting because we have that so much love, that sisterly love to where we always protected each other. Yeah. And so when we started dating, getting married, having children, getting in the career, getting busy, there were times where we just five years would fly by and we wouldn't talk. Yeah. And so as women, even in my community with my book coaching, 
I mostly service women. It's it's the majority of women over 40 like me, mm-hmm. and especially women of color. Yes. Because we need a voice. We have to give birth to that voice. We have to, because so many people try to suppress it. Exactly. That's the thing that I, I do because I, you know, and, and it's funny because my mother actually told me yesterday I had a dream. And she told me, uh, and I asked her, I sent her a message and I said, what were you trying to tell me in this dream? <laughs> so, yeah. so she was like, you know, you, she's like, I feel like you have opened up and you are sharing. She said, but I feel like you're still holding back in, in, in some areas, you know? And I said, yeah. you know what? You're right. Because, you know, we hold back when some of the things that we say seems controversial to what yeah. other people think, you know, and this, that, and a third. And so I was like, okay, I got that. I got that. So that's something that I immediately started working on, you know, because I knew I kind of, you know, you kind of sort of know, but you think that you're, you know, speaking your truth and all this stuff, but then you realize that, you know, there's so much more depth and there's so much more that you came here to say. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was like, okay, all right. So when she said it, I was like, it was almost like, you know, girl, you hiding, you still hiding a little bit, you know. So now I'm like, no, no, not doing no more hiding. Got to come on out of the closet. And I'm glad you said closet because that, that's literally the name of my first book. <laughs> like secrets is called secrets from my closet. Oh wow! Oh, I like that. That's where I went to cry myself to sleep every night Mm. before I got heavy into therapy. Wow. This was like five or six years ago. Oh, wow. I was telling myself a lot of lies. Yeah. um, When I met you, you was, and I knew that, you know, but, you know, who I am is I'm not that person to bring you out. I'm just a person to be here to support you when you're ready. Yep. You know, when you, when and that's the thing I appreciate you because we just did straight out of Savannah. What month was that? Sometime last year. <laughs> I, don't know. I think it was like August or September or something. It must have been September because I'm still not divorced. I'm still in the middle of the divorce process right now. Right. Okay, gotcha. But, but so people know where I'm at right now, my development. The last time Tammy and I had that talk on her podcast, I was in a whole different place than I am right now. My whole oh, hair yeah. was different. You see my hair? Girl, your hair is beautiful. Different. See my face? I'm going to keep my glasses off. Look, now, if I could be jealous, that's what I would be jealous of. What, my hair? Yeah, I want to do that thing so bad, but I'm just not, I don't think, I don't think I'm ready yet. It's, this was... That is a transformation and it's beautiful. This is brand new because. Because you're brand new. <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm finally the woman that I wanted to be when I grow up. I'm finally, this is when someone meets me, this is my hair. Like I do wear makeup right? sometimes, but not a lot. And I do wear fake nails sometimes, but not a lot because now. I'm 47. I want people when they come up to see me, I want them to see you. These are my eyelashes. Yeah. These are my boobs. Yeah. That's my butt. I have a lot of imperfections. Okay. 
I want you to learn me. Yes. I'm telling you, I got these nails because of this wedding I went to. That's <laughs> Because I typically just do my own nails and don't worry about it because I, I feel the same way. I'm like, no, I don't have anything to prove to anybody. I am who I am. And that is a good thing, you know, and, and I tell some, tell people, I say, you know, I said, I love me some me. I love everything about me. <laughs> and I don't care who doesn't, but I do. I'm like, I love me some me, but that was a process that I had to get to. Yes. You know, because you know how that can be. People beat yes. you down and they say things and, you know, yes. and I, I remember my ex said something to me one time. He said, well, you know, you, you just don't put on so much weight. And I thought to myself, well, I birthed all your babies. And when we, when I met you, I was 17 years old. And of course I was probably 102, 105 pounds then. Nothing yeah. but tits and ass. I said, but you know what? I birthed all your babies. I said, you stressed me the hell out. You know What you want? You know, and, and I, I was just, I thought about that thing because I did so much mirror work. So mm -hmm. much looking in the mirror. I mean, literally looking in the mirror naked and telling myself how much I love me. You know, that was that was the part of the first healing that I did. Yeah. You know, and that was actually something that moved the needle for me. You know, because I always thought I was beautiful. It wasn't really about that. It was just all of that. Because even though you say, you know, oh, well, that's just words. And he, and he just said that or whatever. But you internalize that stuff, regardless of whether yes. you know you do or not. You internalize it. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. All right. That's and how many going. years were you married? People need 20, to know this. 20 years. Okay. And how years. did how did you know it was time to? I, um, okay, so I had been praying for a year before he left me and I was so grateful. I think I could have did a backflip if I could. Because <laughs> I had been praying. I asked God, I said, because I didn't want to be you know, I was leaving the church at the time and I didn't want to be wrong in the eyes of God, you know, because they told you, oh, well, it ain't no reason for divorce and all kinds of stupid stuff that that, that religion tells you. And I said, I don't want to be wrong in the eyes of God. You know, I want to be right in the eyes of God. And so I just started praying. I said, I'm not happy. I don't even love this man. I don't care to be in the same room with him. Typically, we used to do a lot of pretending. We would go to church and people would say, Oh my God, you guys, because you had the, you know, we had the two kids, the girl and the boy. And then, then I had my bonus son. He would go, you know, we had these kids and then we had the house and we had the, the, the big house with the columns, you know, 2,500 square feet, four bedrooms, two and a half bath, you know, all of this. It looked like, like Scarlett O'Hara and Rhett Butler was going to walk out of our house. That's how that thing Say that. Say that. Right? Say that. Loved that house. Loved it. But I, it, you know, but a house is not a home. Ooh -wee. You know, when it ain't no love there, you know, and the thing is, is even when we, when I sat my kids down and I said, you know, we're getting divorced. They looked at each other. <laughs> it was the funniest thing when I think about it. They looked at each other, girl, and they started talking amongst themselves like I wasn't there. Oh, well, you know, we didn't hear the, um, on the wall. <laughs> oh, you know, and then they say stuff like, but you guys, you know, don't argue. I said, no. We never did. I said, that was not something, I don't like arguing. 
It was not something that we did, you know, and, and if we ever did have any little arguments, it would be, you know, behind closed doors in the bedroom, not in front of them. You know, so we presented this picture, you know, and even, even we, go to, you know, we went to church, people were like, y'all get divorced? Oh my God. You know, if, if, if it's happening to you, it could happen to me. There ain't no hope for me. Like that's... I, tell, I lost friends like that too, because, you know, they, it's almost like I had a disease and they got scared they were going to catch it. And I was like, oh my God, you know, but you know what? It opened my eyes and I started seeing a lot of things. You know, I started really seeing, you know, at that time, and I didn't even realize I started seeing the energy behind people the energy yeah. behind the words you know I started feeling it and I didn't even know what I was feeling I didn't know because I wasn't in that space at that time but yeah. I, I realized now I was seeing the energy you know and I was like wow you know and I would just be I would just back up you're like okay all right you know because so you were how long were you unhappy out of the 20 years whoo uh whoo if I had to quantify it I would say maybe 10 10 years you were unhappy. Maybe more. <laughs> yeah. I, so when I for think about me, it, it corresponded with the burnout from the career. Oh. Those, <gasps> those went hand in hand, I think. You just clarified something for me, because for me, it was like five to six years. And that was the, the burnout for me. Burnt out on the job, the marriage, Life. my body, my soul, my spirit. Yeah. Hated myself. Yeah. All that. And didn't, 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 didn't do no loving, you know, on myself, you know, no self-love, you know, and just really, to be honest, I, I truly believe I, I was abusive to my body. Yeah. Me too. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. I was eating until midnight. See, and for me, I was working myself to death because I would work. I mean, it was nothing for me to work 16, 20 hours in a day. Wow. When I think about my kids, I am so grateful to God because I did quality time with my kids, not quantity. Yeah. I mean, there was there was days when they would see me because I would make sure I was there so that, you know, I could make sure homework was done and all these things. And, you know, and then, you know, when they went to different stuff, like my son was an, an actor for probably from sixth grade up before wow. that he did soccer and basketball and all that stuff. But we would go from like different plays and I would have to take him to practices and this and that and all that. And then they did like, they did uh, the rap team at the church once they got older. So, you know, before they were driving and stuff like that, I have to drop them uh -huh. to those practices and, you know, all that. And they did music. And then, you know, my daughter did whatever she did. So I would have to be back and forth dropping, dropping, picking, picking, you know, so I did all that <laughs> stuff. But I say that I did quality time with them more than quantity. And yeah. I thank God that, you know, nobody's in prison. They're all doing well, you know, taking care of their, their, you know, themselves. I mean, all of that. And I, I just, I have to thank God because I worked and I would tell them, I said, I got to go to work because you'd like to have Nikes and shit on your feet. Well, how you think they're going to come in the house? Cause you, you can't just go to the store and steal them. You know, it ain't like now where, you know, if you don't sell $500, they don't prosecute you. <laughs> you know and all these different um you know like 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 my son did soccer for six or seven years and I promise you I'll never forget I bought him a pair of soccer shoes um like when the season was out so I could pay like yeah. 20 25 for him and then his foot group 
So he never even wore those brand new shoes that I bought him. I had to give them away to somebody. Wow. Yeah. And I had to buy some more, you know, and things like that, you know, but I'm just, when I think about it, I'm so grateful because, you know, they turned out so well. My kids are, you know, beautiful. They're, they're, they're woo-woo kids too, you know, you know, beautiful spirits and, you know, and, but I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I worked. That was, that was to me, that was my drug, you know, cause if, if, if we were having problems in the house, I would just go to work and I would say, you know what? I can't deal with this right now. I got to go to work. You know, I gotta go. So you were a couple of hours. A workaholic. Yeah. So for me, I was diagnosed bipolar in 2007. Okay. So I've always been a little bit off balance. Right. So I was a workaholic, a sexaholic. Yeah, that too. And a foodaholic. That too, if I could, you know, I said I worked so much. So I was using everybody and everything to medicate myself. Yes. Yes. And that's when I realized, oh my God, when I started going to the hospital for different issues. Yes. I was like, whoa, what is going on? Because I'm a pretty excellently healthy person. Right. So if I'm going to the hospital, it's it's an emotional, psychosomatic symptoms is what I learned from reading. But I didn't know until I knew. I was going to say we don't because I actually just did a video just before we came on here about how diseases is the result of unforgiveness. And typically it's because we don't forgive ourselves. And I, I can say that because we, you know, we've talked I, th- this last year. I was sick as a dog from probably December 21 until just this January until I finally surrendered and said, you know what, I gotta, I gotta surrender this, you know, and I, I didn't even realize because I've never, I've never really been sickly either. I've only ever had like female problems because I, I would, had endometriosis since I was 12. So that's wow. really the only thing that I've really battled is that. And, um, and so I never really had no issues, you know, and, and, and everything that came out, every new treatment and stuff over the years I would do, like I did ablation, you know, I did different things. I did the DNC when I was, I think, 17 or something. So, you know, I had different things that I did for that, but that was really the only thing. Otherwise, no. And then all of a sudden, you know, I got problems with my stomach, you know, and then I got, you know, my, sh- my, shut- my, my shoulder froze, you know, and just one thing after another, COVID and now long COVID. And it was like, what in the world? You know, and it was almost like God was speaking to me and I wasn't listening, you know, and I think that they're on a level when I realize, when I think about it now, I don't think I even forgave myself even after all of that, you know, like I forgave my ex and I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm quick to forgive other people because I don't play games about holding on to that. But I think that a lot of times we forgive other people, but we don't forgive ourselves. And we hold ourselves to the wall because of how we allowed somebody else to treat us. Ooh. Yeah. Because Say that again louder for the people in the, the back. back. We hold ourselves to the wall because of how we allowed other people to treat us. You know, because we, we allow that stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and, and of course we have, there's always reasons why we do it. But the point is, <laughs> we still do it, you know, because... I truly believe like blame is like one of the lowest vibrations and I don't even try to do it. 
Because mm -hmm. the, the point of, because what's the point of it? It don't solve no problems. Nope. And it don't even matter because even if something happened to you and somebody did it to you, you still have to fix whatever it is. Yeah. So why even focus on that? You're responsible for your response. Yes. Yes. And my mom always used to say, you can either act or you can react. And I never actually really understood that until I was grown. <laughs> but she always used to say that. She said, you can act or you can react. You choose. Yeah. Oh, man, I could talk to you for hours. Y'all see why it's so easy to get along with this woman? It's so easy just to relax and kick back and, and talk for hours because I prayed for people who are healers. Oh, wow. I did. I prayed for friends five years ago. I prayed for new people to come into my life who see me for me with my short hair. Yeah, I prayed for that. I prayed for people. You see me, you hear me, you support me. Yeah. And You're I there have, you know, I've, I'm, it's like when we met, it was something because we had like this long conversation the first time we met, remember? We had it on Messenger. <laughs> and then I think we talked on the phone, you know, and it was like, wow, I was like, okay. Because I just pray for genuine people. Yes. No, that's what I pray for because so many people are so not genuine and it's like, oh, you know, but I pray for genuine people. You know, I was like, I want genuine connections, you know, people yes. that truly like if if I say, girl, you know, I'm, st I'm struggling with this or, you know, do you know anybody that, you know, blah, 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 whatever, you know, just connections. And I pray for that. And I'm just mm -hmm. like so blown away how, you know, different people have shown up in my life, including you. It's like, wow. So we don't have to do this show every week. <laughs> we do. I'm totally all about it. I'm open and available to collaborations. And anybody who's watching this, I know they're probably thinking, well, dang, they're just having a conversation. Like, we're not here. <laughs> we, Especially we, see we see y'all. We love y'all. Instagram, yeah. Facebook, TikTok, wherever this is going to show up. Your podcast, my podcast, my YouTube. Yeah. We want to demonstrate to y'all that this is this is how we bond. Like, yeah. like this is how you create a relationship. This is how you build a business. This is how you build a family. This is how yeah. you build a career. This is how you build a life. Yeah. I didn't start becoming really successful until I started telling the truth. That part. Okay. When I showed up in my skin with my voice yes people started coming yes when i wasn't speaking up for myself in my personal relationships yes my energy was different i mean even your color girl i wanted to tell you that even your color it's like you your 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 skin is like brighter you know what i mean it's it's almost like uh what is the word your aura i can see the difference in your aura just yeah i mean it's like it's powerful. Thank and the you. Thing is, people it's... don't realize that, you know, I, they don't realize that just you opening your mouth and speaking your truth. Yeah. You know, it is going to change so many things in your life. And I want to give a marketing tip too, because a lot of my authors come back when their books are finished and, and we graduate them. And I call it happy authors day, like your birthday. Oh, nice. They leave and they go on and they do big things. 
And then they come back and say, well, I need to know a little bit about the marketing and the promotion and the sales because the sales drop. The sales always drop. Yeah. Yeah. It's just life. Well, another thing, too, is you're not always constantly promoting. That's that's one right. thing, too. You know, life happens. You, yeah. People people die. Mm-hmm. You get sick. Yeah. You know, you get tired. But the thing is, <laughs> yeah, you get tired of promoting. But the thing is, what I love people to know, and I just posted this this morning. People are just now discovering the books that I've written. I have eight books that I've written. Two, two of those books are collaborations with other authors and public speakers. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. So I've been planting seeds for about five to six years. I've been publishing for about five to six years. I've been working on myself for that long. So people are just now discovering who I am right now. Yeah, yeah. same. So it's been, uh, those of you that are out there that have been doing your business for five weeks, bruh. You always want to say, just grow up. I used to do this. I would be like, nobody bought my book? I made 20 phone calls. I made 20 phone calls. I don't have any clients. It takes a lot more than 20 phone calls. It takes a lot more than five weeks. You have to be consistent. You have to show up and you have to be who you are. And you, and and you have to you believe in good, yourself. Yeah. Even if you don't feel good, you get up and you're not in your best skin. You better do them affirmations. You better look yourself in the mirror. Like Tammy said, you better be naked. Yeah. Get in that mirror and say whatever you need to say and do fake it till you make it. I do believe in fake it till you make it. I yeah. do believe in that. Some people say, nah, whatever. I faked a lot of orgasms. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I faked a lot of things, a lot of happy, happy, joy, joy. Yeah. Um, and I will be honest, that helped me through that stage of life. Yes. So if you got to fake it till you make it, fake it till you make it, but plant those seeds because five years from now, people will discover you. And honestly, I'm a history teacher. Don't think that everything in your legacy is supposed to happen now. A lot of stuff happens 50 years after you get that part. So you better do this for your grandchildren and your great grandchildren and everybody else in the world who's going to live in a hundred years. That's what you better do this for. Don't do this because you want to make money now. Ain't no now money. <laughs> Look at Martin. Martin's dream still ain't happened yet. How many years ago was that? Martin died the year that I was born. His dream ain't still ain't happened yet. 1968. He was 39. He wasn't even 40 yet. Right? And his but he started early. Yet. He went to college at 15. A lot of people don't realize this. He went to college at 15 and he was a pastor by 26. How many pastors do you know that are 26? And he died at 39. So every day he was planting seeds and he was working on his vision and he was pushing his dream and it's still not quite. Eh. So boo, you've been working on your business for a year. Mm-hmm. You better keep plugging away and don't quit your nine to five until you have a little nest egg. Don't, don't 
do it. Wait, 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 wait. Unless it's killing you. <laughs> right. And see, the thing about me, what I did was I was already building the business on the side of my teaching right. career. Right. So when I quit my teaching job, people were like, what in the world? I was like, I didn't even say a word because they didn't know what I was doing. See, I don't operate and tell everybody what I'm doing. Okay, say that part. Because sometimes people talk too much. No, I don't tell people everything. I, I am an author and I do talk about my personal life. But when I was building my business, I wasn't telling people what I was doing. I was going to work every day as a classroom teacher, shutting my mouth, doing my work, mm -hmm. making a difference in the classroom. Yeah. And raising my family at the same time. I wasn't bitching, moaning, and complaining unless yeah. you were reading my journal. Then, you know. <laughs> so, you know, when you know, I decided, you know. <laughs> yeah, when I decided to get a divorce, people were shocked. Like, oh, we didn't even know. You weren't supposed to know because it's say, none of your damn business. That's I'm why. Saying, you I'm weren't supposed to know, boo. Is that me? I, I knew. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. Some people are very intuitive and they pay attention to energy. I had a couple clients that knew. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah. But you know what? At the same time, I was still coaching. I was still doing my job. They were still getting the results because right. I know how to turn things on and turn things off real right. quick. Right. <laughs> and that, and see, that's the point too. It's like, yeah. okay, you know, because I, yeah, uh, no. You just, <laughs> just keep pushing. That's what I say. You know, and, and to me, I don't mean that in like a hustle kind of way. Yeah. Because I, I'm really not even with that hustle stuff. I'm I'm really like in the yeah. flow because I really just can't right. I can't ease, do it. Ease and flow is a thing, y'all. Yes. It really is. That's the thing I love about your you got this Zen Buddha energy that's like <laughs> I was raised under the whole you should have three jobs type of Jamaican mentality. Me? You have I, where do you think I got that from my yeah. mama? I had to five years ago. Oh, wait a minute. Shout out. It's my mama's birthday today. Happy birthday, mama. If you watch it. Hey, mama. What's mama's name? Sarah Yancey. Hi, Sarah, Sarah. Yancey. <laughs> Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, mom. Thank you for giving birth to this beautiful queen. <laughs> But yeah, I, I was, yeah, that's where I got that from. Same thing. You know, oh, you, you know, and the, and the other part, you can't ever depend on a man. Right. Oh, that was, oh. You better get your own stuff and do your own thing and take care of yourself. And what about this one? <laughs> yep. Uh, what'd she say? It was just right here. She said, oh. <laughs> if you want something done right, do it your damn self. There you go. Oh, that got me in so much trouble. With other people. <laughs> that got me in so much trouble. Oh my God. Trying to carry things on my back by myself. Like my classroom, I, I learned as a teacher, I can't carry all these books in here. I got to let these students help me because sometimes they do want to help. And sometimes these boys, when I taught high school, these football players was like bigger than my daddy. And I'm yeah. like, why am, why I, am trying I doing to? this? So they happily would help with books and 
moving chairs and tables. And when I started, all you have to do is ask. Oh my God. You know, it's just like the Bible say you have not because you ask not. I was like, wow, this is what help looks like. (laughs) (gasps) I don't have to do it all myself. What? (laughs) It's not all on me. And then when I started coaching and I had a team, I was like, I don't have to be the whole editor. <laughs> I don't have to be the, the developmental editor, the line editor, the formatter, the publisher, because see, I did all that for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we do. The marketer, the promoter, the co- the cover designer, you know, those pieces go out to the team. Yeah, because, you know, I tell people this, I said, because people ask me, I said, I'm a writer. I'm not all those other things. Now I have, you know, this last the ebook I did, I did create the cover or whatever, but, you know, but like my, the, like this book, oh no, somebody else created that cover. I'm like, I'm not, and this is the multi-author book I did. Somebody created that cover, you know, but I was like, I'm not, I'm not all those things. And I tell people, people ask, and I say, they said, well, how did you, um, and this is the funny part. People will ask when they haven't even written the book yet. Well, how do I get it edited? And how do I get a book cover? I said, well, yes. do you, have you started on the book yet? Well, no. Well, then what do you need on that for anyway? Let's okay. Let's- I said, do a cover. I said, I said, let somebody do a mock-up cover for you so that you can start posting and talking about it. I said, yes. but the rest of that stuff, you ain't got to worry about till you actually get the book written. So and now we are my favorite. You know, this is my favorite segment right here. You just lit me all the way up. Cause I'm yeah, like, and I, I got about three, four about minutes. I got about three, four minutes. Cause I got a client session in Twitter. I know. Ooh, what Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the thing I want to say before we get off of here, y'all, is that we just sat here and told a whole bunch of stories about ourselves, you know, our health, our marriages, our careers, all that. We could talk all day. Yeah, yeah. The thing I want everybody to know is when you start working on yourself and you really start trying to heal, there's going to be a lot of dirt that comes up. Say that. And my therapist just told me this yesterday. She said, what is it from your childhood that you're still allowing to define you? Mm. And I said, Ooh, I have one of those. She's like for real direct in your face. She don't hit me with the feather. She hit me with the belt. So yesterday I said, that's supposed to be exactly. I said, you know what? She's the best therapist I've ever had in 20 years of therapy. That's 20 awesome. years. She's unearthing. She's plucking and she's really pissing me off. If I <laughs> want to be honest. And she asked me yesterday, she said, did I say anything today to trigger you and make you mad? I said, actually, no. She goes, that's how I'm going to end every session. I said, yeah, because you be poking at me it, when she asked that question what is it about your childhood that still define, defines you as an adult I said I can't answer it right now I have to journal about it and I'll be back right so I hung up we hung up and so next week my a homework assignment is to give her the answer I done already prayed and meditated and got the answer and I don't like it, but I'm gonna give it to y'all on the next one. <laughs> exactly. She, he pulled that thing out of me, and I meditated. When I meditate, God tells me the answer. 
when I shut it down and I'm listening, God tells me the answer. And then I'm like, oh, now I got to do something about it. Yes. Now, so, that's the part. Yeah, I was just going to give us the answers, but many times we don't want to, you know, we don't want to do nothing. And that's why we're doing this because there's a lot of people out there watching us right now that have these stories to tell. And as we're talking, things are bubbling up inside of them like soda, but they're still going to push it down and they're not going to tell it for five years. And that's okay. But for those of you that are ready to be ready to be ready to tell your story, yes, get this stuff out start healing start recovering yes reach out to me you can literally google google me i'm everywhere latasha jimerson coach lt i will coach you through this process because yes writing that book the first time the first one was i didn't write for anybody else other than myself me too and i felt like i was pregnant and i finally let the baby out and I was (sighs) yes that part and you know with the writing of the book I mean it's just such an amazing process and I'm finding that so many times people want to write the books but they have so much that they need to heal (laughs) that they need to come and work with me so I can help them to heal so that they can get that shit out so that they can write these these stories and tell yeah. it and share it. Because it's like, especially when you've had a lot of trauma. Yeah. And y'all, trauma can be anything. I mean, trauma doesn't have to be, you know, it's like we were talking about PTSD, my husband and I, and it doesn't have to be just, you know, somebody shooting at you when you're in the war. You know, it could be that you was laying on a ship and you had to listen to you know, uh, planes landing on the ship, which y'all know that's loud as I don't know what, you know what I mean? It could yeah. be that, that uh, racism is a trauma, you know, sexism, you know, uh, any of those isms, those are traumas yeah. that you don't even recognize or realize that they're traumas, you know, cause people are like, Oh, well, have I been through anything? Well, no, I ain't never really been through anything. Yeah. But your mama treated you like a dog or your daddy treated you like a dog, you know, or you didn't know your daddy, or you didn't know your mama, or, you know, they gave you away when you were a baby or whatever to grandmama, whoever, you know, those things are trauma. Yeah. And even the human, the human experience of being born is traumatic because you're coming out of a birth canal and you're being squeezed. For sure. So every human being has been through some kind of trauma. They just don't know it. Well, they don't, and they don't recognize it. And that's why we're here. (laughs) Yeah. That's what keeps that's what keeps us employed and and successful and not having to go to a nine to five. That's why we have a job. <laughs> yep. Okay. I was trying to share that out, but I don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're done. Journey. Yes. So, so we will let you of- know. I was gonna say we'll if, let if you know. Want to get a hold of you want oh, to get a hold we- of me? I'm everywhere as well. You can Google me as well. Um, I am on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I am really Tammy Y. Morrison. I'm on YouTube at Tammy Morrison. You can go to my channel. I'm on TikTok at Tammy Morrison. I do a lot of healing videos and uh, meditations and things on my channel on YouTube and also uh, on TikTok. I do a lot of the short healings. Um, 
also on Facebook. I'm Tammy Morrison. Yeah. Uh, and my business is Unleashing Your True Self. So you can find my business page there as well. Yeah. And we'll 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 let you know uh, when we decide to come back and do this. I don't know. You want to do it on Fridays? We can. Let's, let's talk about it though, because I got a couple of things coming up. Yeah. Like, but yeah, we're definitely going to do this on a regular basis because. Yeah. Writing is healing. Talking is healing. Storytelling yes. is healing. Yes. And I believe, all- I believe in the impact because I know that this is, even if people are going to come back and watch the replay and thank you replay viewers, you know, because yes. it's, so much, you. it's so healing. Yes. You know? and, and we need that in this, this world with everything that's going on and all the craziness. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, for joining me. <laughs> look and loving me that's what I'm saying that's what it's all about you know and I find that you know I found over the years that you know family ain't always blood right yeah I'm a professional family creator as a classroom teacher for 20 years yeah every single period uh first period through sixth period each period was a different family with different dynamics yes but I knew how to build trust with every single group yeah so I don't rely on blood to be my family I can create a family anywhere I go in the world I can create a family absolutely because you know we're both places that we're not from (laughs) right and God planted me everywhere that I am yeah God planted me there I agree. Same thing. It's like, okay, well, why are you here? Because people are like, are you from, you got family? And I'm like, no. <laughs> right, right. You know, or maybe one person or, you know, and then sometimes, you know, you go places and you don't know why you're really there. Yes. And then when you get there, then it becomes apparent after a while. It's like, oh, yes. I'm here, you know, for this particular purpose, you know? Exactly. You don't know until you pay attention. Exactly. So again, thank y'all for hanging out with us. Those of you on Instagram, thank you for the love. Those of you that are hanging out with us on Facebook, we'll go back and look at the comments because we couldn't even see Facebook at all. <laughs> I don't know who's here, but hey, and I don't have my glasses on, so I really can't see you. <laughs> but we love but you okay. and we'll be back. We'll we be do. back. We do. y'all. And we'll share more, you know, healing through sharing your stories, because I think that is uh, the thing that we're going to do. Yes. Amen. Thank Amen. you. Yep. So you guys have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, evening, night, weekend, whenever you see this, because we know that people all over the world are watching this. So you probably watch it in your own time zone. So, you know, just enjoy your day. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Tammy. What if you could live your life without being in burnout? Without feeling stuck? Without feeling extreme irrational fear? Without living with autoimmune conditions? Without living unfulfilled? Without living in fight or flight? Without being able to always be on edge? Without living in freeze? What if that was possible for you? And one of the things that I do in my healing sessions is I help you to shift from these things into the next great version of yourself. So if this is somewhere that you've been living, then I would 
advise you to give me a call. Reach out to me. Send me a message. I'm Tammy Morrison all over all social media. My YouTube channel is Tammy Morrison. My business page on Facebook is Unleashing Your True Self. On LinkedIn, I'm Tammy Morrison and Unleashing Your True Self. You can reach out to me via email at Tammy, T-A-M-M-I dot Unleashing Your True Self at Outlook.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much. I know you've been blown away with the amazing value here today. Now go out and inspire the planet. And be sure to send us a message when you're ready to come talk about it. I'm straight out of Savannah. Talking with Tammy.